Welcome to the Dr. Lamb Show. I'm Dr. Carrie Lamb and I have Amy White here with me. We're going to talk about insulin resistance, how to stop your sugar cravings and how to go from, from pre-diabetes to not having diabetes. So a lot of metabolic nutrition that we're gonna be talking about. Amy is a board certified holistic nutritionist and functional nutrition lifestyle practitioner. She's worked as a nutritionist for over 12 years, including health and weight loss coach. And during this time, she's really come to understand that most, that most health and body weight issues are actually due to communication problem. And once proper communication with the body is restored, excellent health and happy body weight can be the natural result of living and enjoying everyday life. So welcome, Amy. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm excited. Yeah, it's so awesome to talk to people who are like-minded. And I do see you do holistic nutrition, which is something that we've really done for a long time. But I like mm -hmm. to always ask our guests, you know, how they came to this path um, of doing integrated um, functional medicine. Um, I got into sort of the nutrition world in my early forties and it was through, I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know what a nutritionist was until my daughter had some gut issues. And then we kind of had to figure that out ourselves. And so that took me down this rabbit hole and I, I, you know, read everything I could read. And I finally said to my husband, you know, I'm going to have to go back to school because I need to know everything. And of course there's <laughs> never any way to learn everything, but you just keep learning. Um, so that's what I did. And it was great. You know, we, my daughter is very healthy and well, and now I have grandkids and they're healthy. Um, oh, but it was an interesting moment in time for me because I, in my late thirties was, you know, not comfortable. I had sort of hit that point in my life where my kids were older and I had that moment to stop and kind of evaluate and be like, look at who was in the mirror and go, wow, I don't even know this person. I don't feel good. I don't look good. I don't know what's going on. I'm not fun to be around moody. Um, so in the process of getting my nutrition degree, I realized um, how food impacts the body and realized what had been going on with my body and how I ended up in my late thirties and in early forties, just feeling horrible. Mm. And so that was cool because then I was able to shift that, uh, for myself. And so now in my mid fifties, way healthier, way happier. I think I'm more fun to be around <laughs> than I certainly was in my late thirties, you know, kind mm -hmm. of that time in life when you should be yeah. kind of at your best. Mm -hmm. So I see people and they often, I've seen people in their late thirties who have said to me, I know my best years are behind me, but I just don't want it to get worse. Mm, <laughs> I remember thinking, no, 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 yeah. I, yeah, and that, that, no, it doesn't have to be that way. And certainly yeah. that is not the case. You just, right. you have to kind of know what, to, how to help your own body. Yeah. So how, um, how did you come out of it or how do you well, it was a question. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned that whole communication problem. Mm -hmm. So food is information. And so I always say you have to think of your body as this very obedient three-year-old. They take everything very literally. Mm -hmm. So food is information. So what you're feeding your body, what you're eating is telling your body very specific things. And so even though I thought I was eating well, and I was eating all the right things and doing all the right stuff, my body was getting this message that I needed to conserve energy. 
I needed to feel tired, sit still, you know, um, listening to your body, you're saying, yeah, so I was was giving my body all these signals, hold on to body fat, make sure you eat every hour and a half to two hours, you know, all that. That's what the food I was eating was telling my Mm -hmm. body. And I was eating healthy food. I was eating. I love, I always have loved vegetables, tons of fruit, tons of grains. Um, you know, I was snacking on, you know, granola bars and rice cakes and all these great things. And Mm -hmm. these are all foods that convert very quickly to sugar in your body. Mm. And, and if you are just primarily running on sugar as your fuel source, you're going to be in a situation where you're not going to be able to really burn body fat and you're going to have these highs and lows. So that would be where the mood swings came from. And that's where the energy crashes come from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sleep is pretty lousy and you're constantly hungry, just hungry all the time. So that's what was going on. (laughs) So I had to kind of switch it up and understand, well, what foods are going to actually make me feel full? Which foods are going to make sure I have lots of uh, energy all day. How am I going to sleep better? So that's, that's what mm. happened. So I figured out how to do that. Yeah. So that's very common in people that we talk to um, that sugar cravings or the feeling hungry, we call it reactive hypoglycemia exactly. every two hours, they feel like they have to eat. And so we do, we do tell them, Hey, you know, vegetables are great. Um, but the sugar, the, the carbs, they spike your insulin. And mm-hmm. when you spike your insulin, that's what makes you have a sugar crash because the insulin actually draws all the sugar into your cells really quickly, making you hungry again. Right. right. So that, that biochemistry of saying that that your body is saying I'm hungry is basically because you have a sugar crash from eating right. too much sugar. So, so exactly. does that mean eating the sugar with some protein or um, not sugar, but you know, complex carbs like vegetables, even you can burn through really quickly. Does it mean eat it with protein or good fats? What do you uh, recommend? So I never want, I never like to see carbs and fats together. So um, it's very interesting. I have really transitioned. Um, I, you know, for a long time I was paleo and then I was low carb and then I did keto. And, and so that I, I look at dietary principles as this spectrum and you can, you can slide around on the spectrum. Now, if you're somebody who's dealing with um, chronically high insulin levels. So pre-diabetic, maybe a type two diabetic, mm-hmm. and, and you come to me, then I'm going to look at this spectrum of dietary principles. And I'm going to be like, okay, based on what's going on with you, I'm going to want to start over here. So this is somebody who I would start over at keto or low carb, because we mm-hmm. have to bring those blood sugars down. We have to manage that insulin. Mm-hmm. Now, That doesn't mean that you can't slide on the scale once you get healthy, reach your body and health goals, Um, because maybe they have a weight loss goal as well. You know, maybe it's not just lab markers and how they're feeling. Maybe they also want to change body composition. So there's other things going on there. Um, I also find that it depends on how long somebody has been insulin resistant, how long they've been pre-diabetic or been type two diabetic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, if it's been a long enough time, you don't have a lot of wiggle room on that scale. You may actually have to manage uh, those sugars always and, and keep that carbohydrate level pretty low. Mm-hmm. But other people can, you know, once they get healthy, they have some, some play. So I've actually gotten to a place um, where I am very much a proponent of protein, especially mm-hmm. as women age, even men. 
people do not eat enough protein. Mm -hmm. And then I like, so I like to have a protein target. And then I, this is once my clients get healthy and we're done with the sugar cravings. First things mm. first, you have to manage the sugar cravings. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then once that's taken care of, then I like to look at carbohydrates and fats on a seesaw. Some people feel more satisfied and comfortable with more fat in their diet, in which case then we'd have those carbohydrates lower. Other people are going to feel a little bit better with more carbohydrate and a little bit lower fat. So, you know, it, it used to be so that it's not a blanket and uh, it's not a blanket, right? Every, everything right. is personalized, right? It's very, it's very much so. And mm -hmm. for me, it varies from day to day. Sometimes, you know, I'll wake up and I'll just know it's going to be a higher fat day. Cause I just want mm -hmm. some bacon, you know, and, and, and other days I'm like, oh, I just want an apple and I want a big salad. And so that's a, more of a higher carb day and my, mm. and naturally, if you're eating higher carbohydrates, those are generally low fat foods. So when it comes to carbohydrates and fats, you kind of think of them on a seesaw. So typically higher fat foods are generally low in carbohydrate and, and higher carbohydrate foods are generally low in fat. So what you don't want to do is kind of take maybe a high carb day where you're adding some sweet potato and, or some squash, or, you know, lots of maybe some more extra fruit and that kind of stuff and add a bunch of um, fat on top of it. So you don't want to have these boiled white, you know, little boiled red potatoes. Don't smash them up and throw a bunch of butter and sour cream mm -hmm. on them. If you eat a little boiled red potato plain, it is like candy. It is so sweet all by itself. It doesn't oh. need all that extra fat. Um, so anyway, this is something that I play around with, with clients. We mm -hmm. prioritize the protein and this is a target. So protein is the target. And then we sort of, you know, play around with those carbs and those fats, mm. but that's, you know, that's kind of a stage two. It's always going to be balancing metabolic hormones. So First, where's your blood sugar? Where's your insulin? Where are those sugar cravings? Because that's going to be the bigger indication. Yeah. Of kind of what's going on. And, with how, and how would you say you balance people's sugar cravings or help them deal with a sugar craving? Well, it's so it's not a quick fix. It's a no process. Way. Yes, of and course. And you have to be willing to go there. So you know, sure. I can throw food lists at people. I can throw recipes at them. I can say, eat this. Here's a, a menu plan, but you know what? That's not really what's going to work for people. They need to understand what's going to work for them. So I like to really start with small little steps. Like let's make some little tiny, let's call it food policy changes. So mm. what are some of the things that you do that are kind of working against you? And I can use myself as an example. I overeat. Mm. <laughs> I, I eat the right food, but I eat a lot of it. Mm. And I have little food sort of scripts that sort of without realizing it caused me to do that. And one of those scripts would be, oh, if I sit down in front of the television with food, I am going to eat way more than I normally would because I'm not thinking about it. So right. I read together my newest food policy, which is no food in front of the television. Mm -hmm. So I take my dinner, I sit at the table, I eat dinner, and then I can go watch TV, but no snacks and no food in front of the television. And that little tiny thing right there, you know, helps me not overeat. So right. stuff like that, we, there's mindful, all kinds of, right? Mindful yeah. eating. Well, mm -hmm. Mindful for a second. I just created a food policy. 
so that I could be mindless, right? Um, So I can just eat without having to think, did I overeat? Well, no, in this (laughs) instance, I'm not overeating because I'm not done. I've set my boundaries. So I'd like, I'd like to get to mindless, like let's make as many automatic actions as we can. So they're simple, but, um, for people trying to get off sugars, there's this whole, I do a lot of like, what can we use for, how do we swap? How can we use different types of sweeteners, different types of flowers? What can we do to convert recipes that you like that work in your life? So now they're going to work better for your body. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. the, and the sooner, the substitutions, more substitutions, right? To, to substitute substitutes. Yeah. Substitutions. Mm. So the more we can do that, the faster you kind of come off the sugar high in those cravings. And then mm. all of a sudden everything gets way easier. Cause you're not hunting down that kind of food anymore. And you're feeling better about, you know, eating more protein and more of the veggies and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. What are some um, most common substitutions uh, that people really love? Um, well, I have, I have a treat, don't cheat guide. And oh, so that's okay. full of desserts. So and I think my treat don't cheat guide has six different desserts. And so in there, you learn what an alternative sweetener is, what alternative flowers are, what does that mean, right? So instead mm-hmm. of using uh, regular white flour, you're going to use almond flour or coconut flour, or mm-hmm. my new favorite is using even a protein flour, uh, flour mm-hmm. powder, like a whey protein. Oh, okay. Uh, and that ups the protein as well. Mm-hmm. Um so that is one of people's favorites because all of a sudden I, I hate this idea of deprivation. I'm like, I don't want you to feel like you're suffering. So if you mm-hmm. need to have dessert, let's make dessert work for you as opposed to creating sugar cravings that are going to chase you for days or weeks. Mm-hmm. It's yes. just, you know. Yeah. So a lot of times in functional medicine, we talk about eliminating, but yeah. I like how you, you are mentioning that eliminating is very hard to, uh, habit to create you you kind of want to when you create a habit you want it to be mindless so that you do it all the time and the best way would actually to be creating positive habits right exactly but it's so funny because that elimination thing is a big deal but you Mm -hmm. can never say well i don't because i'll i'm coming out with it guys i will say i don't want you to eat grains but i'm never going to tell somebody i don't want you to eat grains good luck you know i'm going to be like okay we're gonna (laughs) we're not going to eat grains we're going to eat this stuff instead Yes, so that they yes. have options. So they have, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I share um, is one of my favorite recipes is my high protein lasagna. And it's, there's no noodles in it, but you mm. use, um, you use um, ho- hopefully a high quality deli meat. So either turkey or chicken thinly mm-hmm. sliced as the noodles. And then the rest wow. of it's pretty much the same. But it is, I have never, ever shared that recipe or given it to people who haven't asked me for the recipe. It is so good. It's so delicious and so filling. Um, But you know what? You're not having the noodles. You're not having, you know, you don't get a bellyache after you eat it the way you do when you eat a lot of noodles. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Mm Or a food coma, you know, <laughs> that's from, me. The, from oh. the sugar. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Um, where can people find, you know, these recipes or how do they? Um, so um, my, the name of my company is The Simplicity of Wellness. Mm-hmm. And so that's my website. And so if you go to my website, actually, it will take you right into my free mini course. It's a five-day health and nutrition course where we sort of get into some of these concepts about creating like a super simple habit. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding how your body uses fuel, uh, stuff. So 
you know, awesome. we go through kind of this process at the beginning. I mean, the first thing I ask people to do always is sort of to understand um, their why, which, and I always say that, and I always think to myself, I'm the person that hates that. Like, I'm like, oh, I just want to get started. Do we have to do all this like internal work? But it's so important because there's this idea of conflicting priorities. So the people that are like struggling to make change, there's something else that you're really liking about the status quo that you're not recognizing. So you have conflicting priorities. So I take you through this whole process of kind of trying to identify, do you have conflicting priorities? What else is it that you really like that's holding you back from making change and kind of trying to figure that out? It's really, right. it's just interesting, it's, but it's important. If you're somebody who's struggling to actually make a shift, yes. there's something holding you in place. Right. And a lot of times um, people think that are they're already on the best diets. Like you said, you're eating a lot of vegetables and maybe the good fats, organic, but still the weight won't come off. There's something else underlying that we usually go through, right? Whether it's the hormones or whether it's the gut and trying right. to make sure those are all doing well. And then the behavioral health portion of mind, the mindfulness and what habits need to be changed is also important in uh, dealing with total weight loss, right? So, right. Um, I, you know, what, how I have a lot of people who say, I just want to lose the weight now. <laughs> and, and we know that that is really not possible. But like, um, how fast do you see people actually lose weight if they switch to a low carb diet? So I, um, it's, I don't know if we talked about it uh, while we were live or before we started chatting, but we talked a little bit about type two diabetes and pre-diabetes and I, my program. So I, ha I run a group program called hangry to healthy mm -hmm. and it's 12 weeks because I've discovered working with one-on-one -on -one clients that that 12 weeks tends to be this, this amount of time that really makes or gives people the ability to shift. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean you are dropping 20 pounds in 12 weeks. It means that you've now set yourself up for this long-term uh, achievement, but also maintenance. So my clients, um, but what I see in 12 weeks, I'm sorry, back to the pre-diabetes, is I, I have literally helped people go from having all the markers of type 2 diabetes in 12 weeks to perfect labs. Perfect. So people will come to me because their doctor wants to put them on metformin and mm. they don't want to go on metformin. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so let's not, let's fix this. So your doctor doesn't feel like they need to, you know, pressure you about the metformin. So yeah. that's typically what happens is they go back, they have their labs done and their doctor's like, well, well there's nothing to discuss because you're not pre-diabetic anymore, you which is so fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So the weight loss. So let's see uh, my 12 week program. I'm trying to think, uh, I said somebody just, um, I just talked to one of my clients the other day, she's down 15 pounds. Um, and then mm -hmm. another woman who's just coming on her one year anniversary, um, is down 55 pounds. Wow. So, you know, it just depends on the person, but, mm -hmm. and a lot of people actually come to me who don't, who do only like, well, I could lose maybe 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of refer to that a little bit as vanity weight, right? Other people don't see it, but mm -hmm. we feel it and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And when you're kind of in that vanity weight place, your body is actually very happy with everything. You can be incredibly healthy. Your labs look amazing. You just maybe don't feel, you feel mm -hmm. like you could look better or feel better. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and in that case, sometimes you have to be, you know, a little bit stricter. You're going to have to maybe track what you're eating, maybe do a little counting with your kitchen scale, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, if you're motivated and you don't have a conflicting priority, it can happen and it will work. Um, but yeah. it's just so everybody's a little different. So, yeah. but again, I'm Definitely. not saying you're going to lose 10 pounds in a month. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't actually want to work with you if that's your goal. <laughs> There's right, plenty of exactly. other people out there that you could work yes. with. No quick weight loss uh, plan. Yeah. But um, this is about lifestyle changes to make yeah. your insides healthy, right? Um, and yeah. to be able to do it at the root cause. So we're so uh, thankful to have you here, Amy White, as uh, we have learned a lot about how to go from hangry to healthy and how to stop your sugar cravings and how to reverse pre-diabetes. So if you have liked and uh, liked the show, please like and subscribe and share and stay tuned for our next show on the Dr. Lamb Show. Thank you. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.